Funerals are for the living, not for the dead. A very dear priest friend once told me this. In my early 20s then, I found his pithy phrase crude and irreverent, even offensive. But I have come to appreciate his words. We need to remember our dead for our peace. The peace of those who have died is already eternal. The first letter of John in our second reading today leaves us this assurance that those who have died will see God's face. What we are to be in future, John says, has not yet been revealed. All we know is that when it is revealed, we shall be like God because we shall see God as God really is. The solemnity of All Saints' Day, which we commemorate today, is usually set for November 1 in the Catholic Church calendar, this past Monday, although it is transferred for good reason to the following Sunday, some of its symbolism is lost when it is not celebrated immediately before All Souls Day, the feast we celebrate on November 2nd. In both, we remember our dead. On All Saints, we celebrate those who have died and we glory in their resurrection. They are the saints of our time and times past who may not appear in the church's daily calendar of saints, but who nevertheless behold the face of God now. And on All Souls Day, we remember all who have died, whom we believe and firmly hope will behold the face of God someday. Today, we rejoice because we are the children of God, as the Apostle John assures his community. And we know that all who were created by God baptized in Christ and died in Christ, share in the resurrection Christ promised them forever. They live. But as John goes on to say, that promise should be the hope upon which we build our lives. Surely everyone who entertains this hope, the promise of salvation in Christ and eternal life, must purify themselves. Our memories of those who we have loved, who have now died, serve to reunite us with that love that brought us so much joy and peace and for which we long. Those moments of memory and longing for what we had with our dearly departed bring us momentarily to that place of resurrection, and they unite us with our beloved dead. But the memory of those who have died is often a place of reckoning for us. Think of the times and the rituals when we most honor our dead and the crisis these often provoke in us and the opportunities they bring us. We leave funerals, wakes, and memorial services not only mourning the person we loved or knew who died, but asking ourselves searing questions sometimes. How have I lived my life? What have I done? What am I doing? What will I do before I die? Put plainly, who am I? What is my legacy? The answers to these questions will help us to perhaps understand how we are to have that purity of Christ that John speaks of. So as not to descend into unhelpful images of what we conceive to be the purity of Jesus, let us consider St. Paul's teachings to the early Christian community. 
Paul would often address the people in Corinth, Rome, and Galatia as saints, even though he knew full well of their sinfulness. He recognized the great call each one had to holiness, and he should know, given his own sordid past and then his conversion on the road to Damascus. In much the same way as Paul wrote letters to his community, we can certainly draw profit from those letters for our own life and learn from all this great apostle writes. But today, I invite you to consider the gospel we've heard as Jesus' letter to us, a manifesto for our own road to sainthood. In the Beatitudes, Jesus gives us a way of living that is meant to support us in our journey of faith, our journey of holiness. Though we can read each line and take comfort that many of those who have died, whom we have known, fit the description of those considered blessed and therefore can be convinced that they rejoice in the kingdom of heaven, as Matthew tells us, we can also use these as an opportunity for deeper reflection on our own lives and whether we are presently leading our lives in ways that are pleasing to God and will fit us for heaven. Our gospel today is a challenge for us who live still. Jesus, in his Sermon on the Mount, tells us who is blessed. Blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger, those who thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the clean of heart, the peacemakers, those persecuted for righteousness. These are the ones the gospel tells us should rejoice and be glad, for their reward will be great in heaven. Allow me to offer a contemporary reading of some of these. Blessed are the poor in spirit, the humble who know that all is gift from God. Blessed are those who can see the brokenness of the world and mourn for it, because they are able to see the world and love it as God does. Blessed are those who can recognize injustices in the world and are moved by them, and who want to make the world a better place for their brothers and sisters. These beatitudes speak to a set of values or attitudes that we are to encourage in our own lives if we are to become more like Christ, to become saints like the saints whom we celebrate today. Think of them not so much as an overwhelming goal to reach, but as an invitation to what we are called to live in our own priorities and choices. We are not only rejoicing and hoping in the resurrection and in the hope of salvation for all who have already died. We are placing firm hope in the salvation promised to us all. And so, indeed, our rituals and memories in honor of those who have died are not as much for our beloved who have departed this earth and behold the face of God. They are a gift from them to us who live and still need to learn to truly live for God a wake-up call from the heavens. The number of those in heaven is untold, as is the number of those on earth who long to see God's face. But at the end of all of our days, when at last our hope for God is filled and we are all beholding God and those we have loved face to face, the incalculable losses of life this year the disappointments of all we have done this year and in years past, pandemics past, present, and future, 
will pale in comparison to what awaits us forever. Thank you for listening to the Jesuit Institute Sunday Scripture Reflection. To find out more about the Jesuit Institute and other resources we offer, please visit jesuitinstitute.org.za.